0: Hello and welcome back to the Apex Delta Coaching Podcast. Today I'm going to continue the discussion on muscle hypertrophy, so muscle gain, um, and then the the mechanisms that cause it. So this is part of a mini-series starting last week with mechanical tension, and then moving into this week we're going to be talking about uh, metabolic stress uh, and how it can be applied to our training, so how we can use it to uh, improve the uh, effectiveness essentially of, of our training in order to increase muscle size so just a little quick background or recap into what we talked about last week and then how that relates then into what we're going to talk about this week so mechanical tension is uh, seen or is the main driver of hypertrophy so the main driver of muscle gain muscle size um, increases and it works through signals sent from uh, receptors within our individual muscle fibers that respond or receive a signal when they the muscle fibres are loaded, or when they are stretched under load. So essentially, when we're lifting a weight or when we're having some kind of tension put onto our muscle fibre, um, it receives a, a response. Their receptors receive that response, and then subsequently then create um, signals through different pathways, uh, metabolically and within like hormones and things like that, that then lead to an increase in uh, muscle protein synthesis. So this is essentially just adding protein to the muscle fibers which when we then consider that on an individual fiber level is not so much but then when that's then considered on the whole muscle level that's what leads to then our muscle hypertrophy and our our increase in muscle size so leading from what we just talked about in terms of mechanical tension then into metabolic stress as another mechanism of uh, increasing this muscle protein synthesis increasing our ability to grow uh, muscle or extra muscle tissue um, so metabolic stress, if we break down that concept, so what is uh, the metabolic, so what are metabolites? And then we're going to talk about what stress is in this context. So starting off, what are metabolites? So metabolites are um, what's created when we do work. So when we do work, and this is in a kind of a, a physiological or maybe a, um, a uh, physics sense of what work is. Um, so essentially when we do work, we are using energy created through metabolic processes. So what that means is when we are required to do, say, a bicep curl, for example, that requires energy, and that energy is created in our body from metabolic processes. So kind of breaking it down, it goes from a point of you eat food and you get energy from that food um, through the breakdown of the sort of components of that. They're then broken down into things like glucose, for example, which our body then uses to generate energy to then be able to do work so to make our muscles move we have to have the energy and we get that energy from our food and the metabolic processes that are involved in breaking that down when we then do that work so when we do a muscle action when we complete some kind of movement using our muscles waste byproducts are created and these are what we call metabolites so um, it's things like hydrogen ions lactic acid and a few others that are created when we do contractions um, of our muscles so when we do work we create waste products. So when that waste is produced produced by our muscles when they do work this is largely in this context going to be within anaerobic um, energy production. So if you're unsure of what that is my first podcast episode on uh, running I dive into aerobic and anaerobic quite deeply in terms of what they are and what they kind of um, represent in terms of energy levels and in terms of uh, specific outputs but all we need to know for this context is that anaerobic energy energy production generally means harder or unsustainable um, efforts so things that we can only sustain for short periods of time uh, and that is because of the large amount of waste products that are built up Um, when we do that we run out of ability to contract our muscles very quickly compared compared to aerobic exercise which is more sustainable for longer periods of time so you can think of this quite simply as anaerobic is generally going to be stuff like weight training versus aerobic is going to be stuff that's a longer slower so like running for example so then moving on to then what stress is so the the second part of that metabolic stress so stress in this context context and why it's important so stress is a positive thing when we talk about um training so what stress does is, is we apply a stress to our body. This then promotes our bodies to uh, adapt to that higher level of demand you present it with. So essentially we're trying to stress ourselves by putting ourselves in conditions which are harder than what our body's used to. And then as a subsequent adaptation to that, our body then improves, changes and um, adapts in order to be able to handle that, that increased stress more effectively. So then training is a way for us to add that stress to our bodies to promote those positive adaptations to occur, And we can do that in quite a measured way within training um, as we can sort of really easily quantify things like reps, sets, uh, weights, intensities um, within a training concept. So yeah, that kind of idea of metabolic stress is essentially we're adding stress to our body to cause adaptations. And those adaptations come about because of the metabolites and the waste products we're building up within our muscles when we do uh, weight training or when we do work with our muscles. So moving on to then why this causes hypertrophy. So why does this metabolic stress promote hypertrophy and promote muscle increase or muscle size increase within our body? First off, it's gonna talk about just the idea of the burn or the pump, which is often talked about in the context of muscle growth training. So hypertrophy or kind of bodybuilding style training. So yeah, when we think about that metabolic stress, this is largely what we are referring to is that kind of the idea of that pump. Uh, and why that is caused is um, generally going to be due to the uh, accumulation of those waste products, so accumulation of those metabolites, which causes more blood to have to flow into the area, causes um, having to get removal of those waste products, essentially, which then drives uh, hypertrophy through different signaling pathways in our body uh, and different kind of underlying mechanisms that will then result in increased muscle size. So some things to, to note within that is that we need to be doing enough work and accumulate enough of the waste products to get the value from this time of training. This does mean that we generally have to be close, training pretty close to failure um, within this context, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, but this type of training is is generally quite tough. If we think about kind of that classical bodybuilding style training of getting the pump, like chasing that kind of that feeling, um, or that that kind of outcome is is generally going to be associated with training that's reasonably hard and very likely going to be quite close to failure. Like we're not generally going to get that if we're doing really easy sets and and nothing is ever challenging us or pushing us. For for example. So yeah, the build up of those waste products then promotes signalling to increase muscle protein synthesis, similarly to how we do in mechanical tension. Um, but the underlying mechanisms are slightly different. We're not going to go into too much detail on those because they're a little bit more complicated there's some really interesting resources down in the show notes for this episode Um, if you wanted to sort of dive a little bit deeper into some of the real kind of physiological um, mechanisms that underlie these things but for the sake of applying this to our training in a practical sense we don't really need to know those too much we just need to know how to train this methodology and a rough overview of why why it might work So how do we cause metabolic stress? We talked a little bit a second ago about why fatigue is so important and the role it plays in this. Essentially, we need to think about why the build-up of these metabolites might cause fatigue to come about. So the metabolite build so the waste product build-up, stops our muscle fibres from being able to contract as effectively. Again, this is another idea that we don't need to dive too deeply into why that occurs, but we just need to know that when we have a waste product build up it stops our muscles working as effectively we can't then no longer contract the muscle fibres as effectively and so similarly to the mechanical tension we have to recruit more muscle fibres to do the same amount of work so these bigger motor units that we recruit first if we then think about back to that mechanical tension episode where we talked about that principle so those bigger motor units and the muscle fibres um, fatigue very quickly relative to the smaller ones or the, the slower twitch fibres Those um, bigger muscle fibres, first off, get recruited when we need to do a movement. They then fatigue quite quickly as we build up those waste products. And then those factors then increase the muscle protein synthesis down the line. So by fatiguing bigger fibres, we have to recruit other fibres. Then the the maximal recruitment of more fibres means that we then have to essentially increase the mechanical tension and the metabolic stress over that whole muscle and that over time will then lead to increased muscle protein synthesis and then increased muscle size, so hypertrophy. What are some of the key factors that are involved in this? So we need to think about uh, the volume of work we're doing, the intensity of that work, and then the rest period. So the amount of time we are resting or breaking between doing uh, sets of an exercise or even potentially reps of an exercise. Moving into why those, those three things are really important within this, and why they are the main factors that can be manipulated to promote increased metabolic stress. So first off, volume. Increased volume will allow for greater buildup of these metabolites, and so more stress is added overall. Dom, jump a little bit into that in a second as to the sort of specifics of that applied to training. But all we need to know for now is that when we do more volume, so more training, more reps, more sets we um, will have a bigger increase in that uh, or greater build-up of those metabolized, those waste products. Uh, and so then that leads to then more stress added to the muscle or more localised stress to that muscle group, which then will increase the metabolic uh, stress and then increase muscle protein synthesis down the line through the other mechanisms um, that are involved in that. Intensity, why do we need that? So we need to be training close to failure Otherwise, we're not gonna facilitate enough buildup of those uh, waste products, those metabolites. So if we're not training close to failure, we're never gonna be building up enough um, sort of debt in terms of those enough energy um, being used to create enough waste to then really drive this process of metabolic stress. So we need to be working at high enough intensity where we are working close enough to, to failure to really drive um, a significant um, amount of those uh, waste products to be built up then talking about rest periods so if we can include shorter rest periods between our sets or even between reps potentially um, this will keep levels of metabolites higher so a level of our waste products will be higher overall because we're not allowing enough time for those to be cleared effectively out of our um, out of our working muscles out of our sort of bloodstream and so that then increases the overall amount of those uh, metabolites that can be built up because we're not allowing enough time for them to be removed. So then we're gonna move into then how that applies um, to our trainings. How do we practically take this idea of metabolic stress and how do we then apply that into the training we can do? So talking about similar idea is the, the, the volume, intensity and rest periods, but applying that really to sort of the specifics of weight training. Talking then in terms of load, number of reps and a bit on time under tension, and then the actual rest between sets. So how does this apply practically? the weight used needs to be generally moderate to lighter. So mechanical tension, which we talked about last week, generally want to be moderate to heavier weights to induce enough mechanical tension to really drive those adaptations um, well. Whereas with this side of it, we want to be working close to failure. We want to be pushing for greater amount of time That were under tension in total with those reps so we need to generally be using moderate to lighter weights if we go too heavy we can't accumulate enough waste products in the time to induce a a high level of metabolic stress Um, again there's some studies down below or as a study down below in the show notes that really highlights this very clearly and if you read through that if you want to sort of dive deeper into physiology then go for it Um, it's down there it's a little bit hard to read if you aren't sort of too um, scientifically minded necessarily within physiology but if you are and if you wanted to read it, then it's a great resource to, to sort of really learn about all the the science and what the science would suggest in terms of why we need to be lifting these slightly lighter weights potentially. Generally, this is going to sit from around sixty to eighty percent of a one rep max, or even potentially less, depending on the type of training and what we're actually doing within this this um, sort of within a session. Um, but that's kind of where we generally want to be. We want to be light enough that we can really push the reps for a long amount of time and do lots and lots of reps and potentially lots of sets as well to really accumulate enough build-up of these metabolites. Then if we think about sets need, like close to failure, this ideally wants to be within, similar idea to what we talked about last week, two to three or less reps in reserve. So that just means that we need to be doing sets whereby at the end of that set, we could probably only do maybe two maybe three extra reps and no more so we only have about two or three reps left in our tank for each set that should work really across whatever rep ranges we are working with if that's sort of longer reps or if that's even shorter reps we probably generally want to be still within that two to three or less reps in the tank per set so i'm talking about the number of sets or the the volume essentially a number of reps and then time under tension as well and how that applies into this concept. So we need to be doing moderate to higher reps to induce enough metabolic buildup or metabolite buildup. So this needs to be um, longer sets. Generally we wanna be in the 10 to 20 rep range is probably most likely suitable for this type of training to really induce a lot of metabolic stress. Um, So we need to be doing high enough volume to get enough buildup. So it comes down to sort of the time essentially. So we wanna be having enough total time per set that we really can build up these metabolites to then really drive the metabolic stress. So time under tension is essentially how long you're under tension for in that set or in that exercise. And we can manipulate that slightly to then with lighter loads to be able to increase the total volume. So we can go slower essentially and feel the muscles really having to work for those reps to really build up that that pump or that, that feeling of when we're having to work really hard and close to failure to then drive the metabolic stress that we can get from that adaptation or the adaptation we can get, sorry, from the metabolic stress. Then talking about the rest between sets so this needs to be lower than would be traditional in more of a strength focus training so in strength training rest can be anywhere from three to five minutes between sort of really heavy sets with this type of training we probably want that to be lower than Um, 90 seconds ideally so a 60 to 90 second range is probably about right potentially we can go a little bit lower but more than 90 seconds more than two minutes and we kind of start to see diminishing returns in terms of the metabolic build-up of waste products that we can really drive and so then the adaptations we can get from this type of training so i want to talk now before we uh before we finish up about some other kind of methods some other ideas around how we can really drive metabolic stress um and how then we can maybe apply those to training. So first off is something called myo reps, or cluster sets essentially. So this idea can be used to accumulate more volume and increase the localized fatigue, so the fatigue in our working muscles, so the muscles we're using for that exercise, to then increase metabolic buildup. So what is this concept, so cluster sets? It works by in- including short intra intraset, so rest periods during your set, to allow for more reps to be done without complete rest needed. So what that means is, for example, we could do 15 reps of an exercise, say 15 uh, uh, bicep curls. We then rest for 10 to 20 seconds. We then do another eight reps. Say we push out another eight reps, we then rest another 10 to 20 seconds, and then we finally can get another five reps. So having that little intraset rest period, so those little sort of 10 to 20 second breaks in this during a set, allows us to increase the total volume that we're able to manage, and then the productive reps, so the reps that we're really pushing where we're actually increasing that metabolic buildup of the waste products that we're talking about. So doing it in these ways um, can be really beneficial for that and increasing the total volume we can manage, and so increasing the amount of metabolic stress we can put our muscles under. This then leads into the idea of uh, drop sets, so this is a pretty common one within kind of like hypertrophy or bodybuilding style training, where we have the same idea essentially with clusters, but we're dropping the the weights this time. So we might do 20 reps at a certain weight. We then, or oh, sorry, 10, maybe yeah, 20 reps at a certain weight. We then drop the weight down slightly and we can get out another 18 reps. We then drop the weight again. You can get say 15 reps, drop the weight again, 10. And you keep doing that and that until you get to a point where you're using a very light weight necessarily, but you can't push for lots of reps. So we're building up lots of fatigue, lots of metabolic buildup again, and that's really driving the metabolic stress. We can then use things like interval chart style training. So this isn't this kind of like classical hit necessarily. This is more within um, the idea of trying to build up this fatigue and, and cl- working close to failure. So something like timed max rep efforts so within whatever movement let's use the bicep curl because that's what we've been using as an example throughout um so for example you might do 30 seconds of as many reps as you can you then rest for 30 seconds and then you repeat that say four to ten times even and you can build and add that volume up over time and that really allows you to drive lots of stress and lots of uh, the metabolic build-up because we're not getting enough uh, time rest necessarily to get complete rest in between but we're also pushing that um, effort out in those working sets as well. Another interesting idea or something that might be worth uh, looking into or researching a little bit further, and I've included some stuff below again that might be interested in in that respect, is uh, blood flow restriction training. So this essentially is creating a deficit in oxygen within the muscle, we're essentially cutting off the, um, the flow of oxygen to our muscles, which can help to increase these anaerobic energy like pathways essentially because we're not having enough oxygen to be able to work aerobically and so the metabolite build-up is higher this is a really interesting um, training method because it essentially it means that we can get um, similar benefits whilst using lighter loads so we're not getting as much much overall fatigue in our system so we can push higher volume and we're getting lots and lots of local fatigue so fatigue within the muscle that we're trying to work rather than across our whole body There are certain applications of this to hypertrophy and also in rehab. So potentially those who've been injured can use this because they're not getting as much total load for a muscle, but they are then able to still get the adaptations from doing this type of training. This isn't necessarily something that everybody should include, but it's an interesting area to look into if you're interested and potentially somewhere that in future might become more important and more relevant to, to training, potentially for those kind of intermediate to maybe advanced level athletes or those who are injured. The next one to talk about is uh, timed rest periods. This is something I've been including in my my own training recently, and it's just simply timing your rest. And what this does is it kind of holds you accountable to having those shorter rest periods, because I know certainly in my own training, if I don't do this, I can tend to sort of push my rest periods out really long beyond what I want to in terms of getting these kind of hypertrophic or or muscle gaining um, metabolic stress type adaptations. So simply... Every time you rest, stick a clock on, sit your timer on on your phone, sort of 60 to 90 seconds, and then straight back into that next set. And I can guarantee this is gonna help increase the overall um, volume or overall intensity of your workout and then help to increase that fatigue and so the buildup of metabolites and metabolic stress, as we've talked about. The final one to talk about is uh, continuous tension sets. This idea is basically just doing some variation of a movement, say we're gonna do a split squat, for example. And all we're looking to do here is increase the amount of tension or, or keep that tension constant throughout the whole set. So, for example, when we usually do uh, split squats, for example, if we come all the way up at the top, there's a part of that top of the movement where we're not necessarily under tension anymore. Equally, if we go all the way to the bottom and like rest our knee on the floor, for example, we kind of lose that tension a little bit. So what this means is that we might reduce those end ranges of motion. So we might take off about five percent of our range of motion on either side, and only work through the kind of the middle portion of that movement. What that allows us to do is keep total tension the whole way through that set, and then we're going to increase the amount of buildup of metabolites within our muscle because of that. Equally what we want to focus on is not having any pauses so where we might usually pause at either the end range of the movement We want to just try and keep a continuous motion the whole way through so no pauses at the top or the bottom and just try and keep working for whatever amount of reps, whatever time that you are working for. What this means is that we do have to keep the exercise easy enough to be able to keep pushing the entire time. So there's certain exercises that we might not necessarily want to be doing with this kind of idea. Something like a heavy back squat, for example, is probably not an ideal exercise to do this, but maybe something like a a split squat would be great, or a hand elevated push-up where it's a little bit of an easier movement but we can really try and drive as many reps and keep that constant tension the whole way through the exercise so that concludes this episode um i wanted to try and keep this one relatively concise in terms of just having uh, a talk about what metabolic stress is and then how we can apply it to training and then some different ideas that we can start to throw in to really try and drive these adaptations if you've uh, enjoyed or if you've found this interesting and learned something from this or then want to then try and apply this into your training that's great if you want to let me know um personally please just reach out to me on on instagram or you can sort of email me dm me i'll have all those links below if you can leave some feedback on this um uh, on this podcast either personally to me or through whatever platform you are listening on that would be awesome as well as that will help to kind of drive an increased amount of people listening to it hopefully And then finally, if you have any questions for me personally, um, if you want to just reach out and ask me about anything you've listened to here or anything in general around training, please just reach out either through Instagram. So yeah, send me a DM and email again, um, and I'll be sure to get back to you as soon as I can and let you know how I can help. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and uh, have a good day.